Hola, hola. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Show. I'm Fabi Paolini, and my mission on this podcast is to give you behind-the-scenes stories, anecdotes, and unique perspectives behind building a premium brand that makes a real impact. I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, today I'm welcoming the amazing Pam Jordan to the show. She is a no-nonsense financial expert and speaker specializing in analyzing and streamlining the back end of fast-growing companies, as well as efficiently creating more profit and strategic growth. I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome to the show, Pam. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, me too. Well, Tell me what you do in your own words. <laughs> sure. The simplest form is we help entrepreneurs have numbers they can trust and understand. Ooh, that sounds like something that's important. So, okay. So I want to hear first a little bit about how you got into doing what you do today. And then we'll dive deeper into some of these topics because I'm really curious. Sure. So in my history, worked with um, commercial construction and ultimately realized that businesses, business owners are amazing at what they do, but they don't pay attention to the numbers and they make decisions not based off of numbers, but based off of the wind, their gut, whatever. And sometimes that works, but there's a point where most entrepreneurs get stuck mm -hmm. and it's because they don't understand their numbers. So I created a fractional CFO firm so we can help entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can make better decisions and be able to scale to whatever their specific goals are. I love that. And it's so important. You know, I'm in the process of growing my business and every day more and more, I understand the importance of looking into the numbers, which I don't love necessarily doing, but I think it's very important. <laughs> so okay. yes. tell me, what are some of the most common mistakes or errors that businesses or business owners are making in that in the back end of their companies? Sure. So the biggest thing that we see is, well, there's lots of them. Um, so I'll, I'll start with this one is a lot of business owners treat their business like their personal piggy bank. Mm -hmm. Like as a business owner, you need to have your personal money and your business money. And a lot of times business owners just intermingle it and they pay the Amex with wherever there's money. And then they swipe whichever cards on top in their wallet. And then all of a sudden everything's mixed and you can't tell what's personal and what's business. And there's going to be a day where you have to show your financials to someone else outside of your company. You want to loan, you want to sell, you want to buy, you want to buy a house. And if all of that's mixed together, it's not going to be good. So the first thing is always make sure that you have personal money and business money and they do not mix. You know, it, it's, I, I've always found that interesting because for me personally, that never made sense. You know, from the moment that I started my business, I opened a bank account for my business. So I've always found that so interesting when I hear people, because I know that a lot of people do that. But for me, it, it, it's something that doesn't make sense um, because, of course, it should be separate, especially I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I just think differently, but in the moment <laughs> of like doing taxes, how do you do taxes when everything's like mixed together? I, I don't <laughs> I feel like that should that must be a mess for people. <laughs> It is. We recently worked with um, a client, a female entrepreneur, and she's doing multiple seven figures. And 
her personal and business were all intermixed. And we found oh over $150,000 just last year of personal expenses that she had coded to the company. And we're like, look, <laughs> this can't <I> like more. <laughs> like I like Chanel too, but that's not a company expense. Is it right. though? <laughs> like, That's yeah. Not your logo. So it, yeah, it's prevalent in all sizes. It's people just get comfortable and just run their personal card. Like you need to have two. And if your company is profitable, making money, fantastic. Transfer money to your personal and then go have fun. Like don't exactly. use the company card to go to Disney. That's a personal expense. Exactly. Okay. What other mistakes are commonly made um, or things that are people should be looking out for? Sure. Um, often I see business owners of all sizes just looking at their bank account and saying, oh, there's money. I'm good. And then they run off and go spend money. And I say this often, just because there's money in the bank doesn't mean it's your money. Hmm. Because very often you have payroll that's coming up. You have an Amex bill that's due. Your mortgage is about to do, be due. And you could have checks that haven't cashed or money that's being in transition. And so I have business owners that'll come and like, oh yeah, we're, you know, I've got money in the bank. I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, well, let's dig into this. I'm like, okay, yes, you have a hundred thousand dollars, but actually only 15 of it is not already called, you know, claimed right. by your debt or your payroll. So you don't have a lot of money actually. Right. Like you're going to be out of money in three weeks if you don't do something. Exactly. It's yeah. I, I think that that's very interesting. I think that at the core, what tends to happen, and, and obviously you're the expert at this, is that we're afraid to look at finances and we don't really want to know <laughs> that much. Yes. And therefore yes. you spend without knowledge around it. You know, last year I actually worked with a financial coach to help my family organized our personal finances. Obviously, a lot of the things that we did, we ended up doing towards the business afterwards. And I think that people don't realize how much they spend. It's what I realized for myself, especially in business. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I made more money this month that I'm that I that I need to make. Let's say it like that. Right. So eh, I have a little extra here, and then it starts adding up <laughs> before, and you it quickly disappears. Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So what are the things that people should be doing? What, are, what, what should biz or entrepreneurs or business owners, what should they be focusing on to be able to maximize their finances? Sure. So I understand the business owner entrepreneur doesn't want to look at the numbers. Cool. Have someone in your company who is right. Outsource it, get a bookkeeper, get somebody to keep up with the numbers in real time, and then come up with five to 10 metrics that matter that tip the scale for you and your specific business and keep those tracked weekly. Like I'm not telling you to look at your PL every week. That's boring. Most entrepreneurs don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But if you have a dashboard with five to 10 numbers, you can look at that for five minutes every week. And if everything's green, then you're fine. And if anything's yellow, then go to your team and say, what is this? And these could be dollar numbers, like how much money do we have in accounts receivable? What do we have in accounts payable? What's the bank balance? You know, mm -hmm. multiple things like that. But it also could be like, what's our current conversion rate? Right. You know, how many leads came in this week? And so it doesn't have to be dollars and cents, but there's multiple metrics within a business mm -hmm. that directly lead to dollars and cents. And as the business owner, I, I don't expect you to know what your retained earnings is, but like you should have some key metrics that you're tracking in real time to be able to say how you're doing. I meet entrepreneurs who have, you know, eight, 
eight figure businesses that have no idea what the numbers are. And I'm like, you're a $24 million company. You need to act like a $24 million company. <laughs> I would imagine that at that level, you can cr- like the crash and burn is worse than any than anything else. So it, even more so you need to pay attention. So what, what point do you think it's important for somebody to actually bring in either a fractional C- a CFO or, you know, just really take the time to look at their finances? Sure. So my opinion obviously is biased. So I would say sooner than later, yeah. um, but um, once you get about a half million dollars in top line revenue, there's a lot going on. And if you don't watch it, you can get be broke really quickly. And at that point, it's your house, right? It's your car if things go south. So there's a really a lot to risk. And so the sooner you can get a handle on what those numbers are and what you need to be tracking and what's important, the better. We've worked with companies that are startups and are pre-revenue and that's perfectly fine as well. But ultimately, once you get like half million, 750, like you're not playing business anymore. You're actually succeeding at business and we need to make sure you stay succeeding at business and you keep your money. Yeah, I I love that. You know, I really think that it ultimately comes down to how you treat your business, right? Because I think that a lot of people, I don't think that this is necessarily, well, I don't know the, the majority or not, but I feel like a lot of people approach their business like, well, let's see what happens. And I really think that you need to look at it with all of the um, seriousness and formality that comes with it in terms of finances and how you're organizing things and payroll and and, and your employees, even if you're like a team of one, right? Right. I really think that it's important for you to look at that. And I, I really agree that the moment that you launch, I mean, ideally from the day that you launch your business, you should, because otherwise, again, like I, I just think of taxes afterwards <laughs> and imagine like, oh, having to organize all of that afterwards, it must be insanity. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be amazed how many people start out and just kind of like, I'm going to see how this goes. And then all of a sudden they're six, seven figures. And then they look around and they're like, oh crap, I haven't done my books in three years and I haven't paid taxes. And I think I've made money and you're like, um, okay, so we're going to have to get this cleaned up (laughs) so that we can figure out, you know, what the plan is and we'll do what we can to help limit your tax liability. But there's only so much I can do from three years ago. That's insanity. I can't imagine. Okay. So what are some of the things that um, people or businesses can do to maximize their growth? Sure. So what's amazing is there's easy ways to make small changes within your business that have a huge impact to your bottom line. Um, When I talk to business owners, you know, they either want to sell more or they want to have more profit. Okay. Well, that's easy to say, but the logistics of that can be intimidating. So just take 2% changes. What if you increased your two per, your conversion rate by 2%? Mm-hmm. What if you increased your, in, your, like your service offering or your packages or whatever the price is by 2%? What if you decreased your expenses by 2%? And the magic of math is two plus two plus two doesn't equal six. It can be a 10% increase to your bottom line just by making small changes. So it's, it's easy to absorb as a business owner that like, I can't, you know, when you think, oh yeah, I'd love to put 10% to my bottom line. How do I do that? Okay, well, increase this, increase this, increase this, decrease this. And all of a sudden you have 10% more profit. It's amazing that. how little changes matter. So how often should people be looking at 
these types of opportunities within their business? Because I would imagine that they're right in front of us all the time and we don't see them. And sometimes we don't see them because we're too close. And that's why you need somebody like you to come in and look from the outside. But would you think like there's, is there a time period for you to be evaluating this or is this ongoing or how does that work? So it's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have your metrics that hopefully everyone's tracking weekly. Um, and then you look at your financials monthly. But what we would suggest is at least quarterly, do an expense audit where look at your bank statements mm-hmm. and, and your credit cards for the last three months. Where has your money been going and does it still need to go there? When we do this exercise, we can easily find two to 10%. And a lot of times it's in software or mm-hmm. subscriptions that you have because. Yeah. I mean, we're all guilty of signing up for something. And you're like, it's only $9 a month. And then 39, right. And you forget about it. Well, all of a sudden, you know, it's a couple grand later. And I've had clients where like Adobe, where you have to have multiple licenses and stuff, like they were paying hundreds of dollars a month for licenses for people that have been gone for years. And so we were quickly able to like, just cut that. Equipment leasing is a big one. A lot of times people have machines or equipment in their office because that's what we've always done. We're like, okay, most people don't need a huge like copier scanner thing that's like yeah. 1200 bucks a month, right? Go to Office Depot, get a $400 printer and you'll be fine. And you know that's easy, low hanging fruit. There's also, also things within your employees or your contractors that if you're not giving them metrics, and you're not giving them goals to achieve or work harder or faster, what's their incentive? I talked to a client, um, he's in the marketing space and he talked to his employees and they're like, yeah, I'm working at about 50 to 70% capacity. And he's like, you're $80,000 a year as a salary. What do you mean you're 50 to 70% capacity? So very quickly we identified some metrics for them that they were responding to and we were able to up their productivity, which added more profit because they were able to do more products like marketing project websites faster because we upped the level of his team. That's amazing. Yeah. It's bananas where, and most companies don't have one spot where money's bleeding out. It's like Mm -hmm. a leaky bucket, right? Like there's a little bit here and a little bit here. Maybe you could charge a little bit more. Like, unless someone's stealing from you, like, it's all over the place, the opportunity to be able to make more money and make more profit for your company. I love that. I feel like from what you said, I really resonate with the software thing. I'm sure that there's software that, and mind you, like that I've signed up that I don't use anymore. And I did, I made some changes. I think it was the beginning of last year, if I'm not mistaken, where through changes that I was like, you know, I, I switched over. I used to, I used to use Kajabi, moved over to WordPress and did a whole bunch of changes and like removed Sam cart remove and basically saved about $500 per month in my business just by doing that, which is insane. It, and there's always cheaper options. And, you know, one of the, the things that I do for my one-on-one clients is build websites for them. And we do them on WordPress And I'm telling them like, listen, yes, this is an upfront cost because you have to hire me. But if you then add up, you're using Kajab. And like, I literally have this example with a client of mine and you're using this and you're using all of these things. You're paying like $300, $400 per month over five years in your business. It's definitely going to cost you much more than just having me do this on this, like uh, do this. and, And so, yeah, I think that it's, I mean, I was doing it myself by 
anyways, well, yeah. that's a whole other story. But I really do think that the, the software thing is a big one because it's so easy to be like, ah, it's only $10 a month. Ah, it's only five. Oh, it's a, and then when you see it, it's like $700 a month in random software that you're not really using. <laughs> exactly. And it's as the organization gets bigger and then shrinks and gets bigger, all of that is huge opportunity to just be bleeding money. I had one client where they had, um, I forget what the software was. It was something industry specific, like they were um, engineers, but they have five separate subscriptions to this 350 a month subscription and they only needed one. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Like, that's money that you're burning every month just because you're not paying attention. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that it really comes down to not taking the time to look at your financials. Like, I think that if you were to really understand, okay, what is this charge every month? I I have this, what is it? What's like really sit down to analyze it. You could very well. I I don't even think it's, it's a 2%. It, It can be much higher than that, that you're saving every month just by cutting out those. And then the things that you don't need, right? I think that I am all for delegation and hiring out, but also having an, a team that's expensive when you're not at a place to hire something or somebody that's expensive is really important to take into account. Like, I mean, do, do you really need a specialist in this area right now? Is this something that you could instead use on Fiverr and I, you know, or whatever service that that can be much cheaper for now? And then you can, I really think that people spend a lot of money in stuff that they don't need yet. All day. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I literally I like- have a client that I'm working with right now that was telling me she makes about $20,000 per month and she has a team of like seven people. I'm like, come on. That's a like, do you make any money? I can't even <laughs> imagine how, how that must be. So yeah. Um, okay. So tell me who are your ideal clients? I mean, I feel we've talked about it, but I want to, I want to get clarity on that too. Who is your perfect ideal person? Sure. We love to work with entrepreneurs that are between like 750,000 top line revenue and 5 million that are at a point where they're stuck. They, a lot of them are um, online service providers, but we do have a couple brick and mortars, but they're service providers, they're coaches, they're agencies, and they just can't get to that next level, that next benchmark. And they don't know why. And it's probably somewhere in their numbers. And so we're able to come in, bring light to that and realize, okay, you're not charging enough or your team's not being productive enough or your expenses are through the roof or a myriad of other things that we're able to bring to light and immediately have huge impact for these business owners. Okay. That makes a ton of sense. I love that. Well, I love everything. I have one last question and it's going to be completely in a different topic, but I love asking it because it's important for me personally. So I have been, I've learned over the years as I built my business that personal development and mindset is fundamental. So I want to hear what that means for you, or if it's something that you incorporate into your own life and business. (laughs) Sure. So mindset is definitely something that I've struggled with (laughs) because it took me a while to be like, I should embrace that. And like, focus on it because it was, I, I'm just a very task person. Um, but in the past few years, I've really been working on, okay, what am I believing that's not true? What mm-hmm. do I believe that is true? And then how do I rewire my programming to tell a story 
that is correct to myself and to the world. Um, and so sometimes seasons of my life that's been, I'm having to write down, you know, affirmation statements and writing down truths of like, I am blah, blah, blah. Right. And, um, so that's, that's been helpful. And then also I've been doing just some, um, coaching of identifying, um, like some subconscious stuff that's in my head that's been programmed, um, from the world. Thank you so much that like, I didn't even realize was yeah. in there. Um, so that that's been really helpful. So for me, it's been a journey of, okay, I can't ignore this. Like I can do numbers and I can build a company, but like, I have to make sure I'm good. And some of those things were limiting my growth because I was allowing it to. So I had to own that, do the work, recognize it and, you know, get, get, do the, do the consistent statements and the affirmations and the awareness of, but is that really true? Right. You know, those right. kind of things. So that, that's, I hope that answered, but that's, yeah, no, that's that my journey. Sense. No, that makes total sense. I love it. Well, where can people find you online? Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. would love to contact, connect with any business owners. Just go to pamjordan.com and I'm on social media as Pam Jordan CFO. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate your time. You too. Gracias for listening to today's episode of the Breakthrough Brand Show. To listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest, go to fabipaulini.com slash podcast for more details. Can I ask you for something? If you got value out of this episode, would you share it on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online. If you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fabipaulini.com, or follow me everywhere as Fabi Paulini. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Con amor, Fabi.